Great to have you along today on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. ClarkDeals.com, where you go to save money all through this Christmas shopping season. And we have a new briefing for you on some of the best deals that are showing up in the Black Friday sales flyers. I guess they're all electronic right now. You can see that on ClarkDeals.com. Coming up, just a little while, I want to talk about something that just eats at me. It's when we talk about how much we appreciate people who serve or have served in the U.S. military and then turn around and treat them like dirt. I want to talk about something specifically happening to our veterans right now that we need to fix. And after that, I want to talk about people who don't care about sports. There's a new pay TV option that is a whole lot cheaper because you get no sports programming at all. Hard for me to imagine that someone wouldn't want sports, but if you don't want them, I got a plan for you coming up. I want to talk right now about something that has caused enormous buzz since it was announced, I guess, last night by the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, that there's now a pill that will confirm digitally with a message to your doctor that you have taken your med. How wild is that? So you swallow the pill. It was developed by a Japanese company. And in it has a tiny little chip that's inside medicine. And then it mixes with the acids in your stomach and sends a message to a patch that you're wearing. It records that you've taken your med when you took it and relays the information to your caregivers or your doctor. Now, this is, on one level, completely creepy because it's so personal. On another level, I think about what we went through with my mom as she got older with her forgetting to take her medicines. And who, who has ever been involved with an aging friend or relative has not dealt with the problem with people remembering to take their meds. It's a constant problem. This specific one was developed for people who have certain mental disorders who have very low compliance on taking their medicines. And so that was the reason it was developed. But those pill containers that so many people as they age use are an imperfect mechanical way, manual way, to get at what an electronic system would be able to do to confirm that a medicine has been taken. 
at the same time in a totalitarian country, this could be a method where a government is able to keep people um, drugged up who were they consider to be enemies of the state. And I know that could be something so of a movie, a dark movie about the future. But I always like to look on the positive of all the potential benefits of something. And this, obviously, is a technology advance that could have both. Jackie rejoins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jackie. Hi, Clark. Jackie, I am so glad to have you as a return caller on our show. Thank you. So will you reset the table about what we talked about on a prior show? Uh, Yes. I just recently renewed my driver's license, and it now says um, not for federally, not for identification purposes or not for federal use. So I'm baffled. And we talked about the Real ID program and that it meant that soon that you would not be able to use your driver's license as ID anymore at airports and that you would have to carry a passport. We talked about, so I remember you're from Arizona, right? Correct. And we talked about the passport card if you were going by surface to Mexico or something like that is a right. form of ID where you could actually use that as a valid form of ID to fly and stuff. But as I promised you, I wanted to check more on what was actually going to happen as a practical matter. And there are rules for each state that are involved with the Department of Homeland Security. And we talked to Homeland Security, and in your case, for you specifically, We talked with the state of Arizona, but this applies to anyone who has a driver's license that does not have, uh, typically, it'll be issued with a star on it, and the star is a five-pointed star uh, inside a circle, and that means that your driver's license is compliant with the federal real ID law. So in your case, you are going to be able to use yours for a number of years so you'll be able to do so till october 1st 2020 okay so you'll still be able to use it for a few more years but the the directive is and it's clear that states that are not in compliance are going to have to get in compliance in your case you renewed a license that's good probably for eight years how long are you allowed to renew for in Arizona? Um, it looks like, let me see. Nope, this one expires in 2022. Okay, so five years from now. So you will have to, if you travel by air, you will have to replace your ID by that cutoff date that's now delayed till the fall of 2020. Does that mean flying state to state, or does that just strictly mean out of the country? State to state. Oh. Anywhere you fly. And again, these rules could change several more times between now and the fall of 2020. Right. But I just wanted to give that update that if someone uh, is renewing a license like you just did, right, and it says 
not valid as federal identification. That's what it's about, is that your state and Arizona and several others have not yet implemented the procedures that, to the federal government's satisfaction, truly verify that you are who you say you are and that you are properly identified as a legal resident or citizen of the United States. So the can's been kicked down the road to 2020, and so this won't be anything you need to worry about for nearly three years. Jeff joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Jeff. You have a question Um, for me about an umbrella and not the $1 kind I buy at Dollar Tree. That's right, Clark. Um, I'm just wondering at what point you start recommending that people get umbrella policies in terms of their assets and income? So income I don't care about. Okay. Because if you end up entangled with someone that they see one of those ads on TV where some lawyer is going to be their hero and make them rich from Mm -hmm. an auto accident or who knows what, um, what you're worried about is somebody coming to take the stuff you have, not the paycheck you earn. Okay, are retirement assets safe in that type of situation if they're in you know, a Roth or a 403B or something like that? That's a great question, and that varies, as I understand it, by state, that ah. generally assets that are an employer-provided plan are protected. Assets that are personally held like an IRA may or may okay. not be. Okay. But what I'd like for you to look at is look at having an umbrella insurance policy, which for people who are not aware of what that means, it's where it's excess liability on top of what you already have on your home, your car, if you have a boat on your boat, whatever it is that goes on in your life, that it sits on top of that with additional level of cushion to protect you from what kind of lawsuit might come out of nowhere at you, and people buy them in multiples of starting at $1 million on up. And so what i like for you to think of is if you have a lot of assets, you know, you've got, you've got nice net worth that you built mm-hmm. up in maybe real estate or in investments, or in your case, potentially depending on your state, retirement accounts that you want to have an umbrella policy that sits there to buy you peace of mind and it typically is like 250 dollars a year for a million dollars in umbrella coverage okay that's what i was seeing when i got a quote earlier and then each additional million is cheaper because the first million is the most expensive because the paperwork's the same whether you buy one million or three million So are you in a position that you have been careful and invested and saved and you have money at risk? Uh, I mean, I'm nowhere close to the one million mark, but, um, you know, including retirement assets, definitely in the, you know, the couple hundred thousand. Uh, You're not a big target for the lawyers to come after then. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I don't know that you're yet at a point that you need to think umbrella. Okay. That's kind of what I was hoping. And by the way, Jeff, there's one particular group of people that often don't have umbrella policies that really should, Mm -hmm. 
And those are people who own their own home free and clear. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not in that category yet. Right. All right. I another just, 25 years. A guess for you. What percent of people who live in a home own it free and clear? Ooh, um, 15. How about double that? Oh, really? Yeah, isn't that neat? Roughly a third of people, the home they live in, they own free of any mortgage. So it's a great goal for you to go for it, Jeff. Today's Clark Rageous moment is about actions, not words. You know, we've had going on for years the problems with our veterans, those brave men and women who put their lives on the line for our freedom, for our great nation, who when they seek medical care at the VA often are suffering from neglect, significant delays, it is just atrocious. Well, now I got a new one to share with you in today's Clark Rageous moment. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. This is very, very distressing. There's a report in the New York Times that the process for veterans applying for disability with the Department of Veterans Affairs is so fouled up that there are a large number of veterans who have been waiting 25 or more years. Let me repeat that. 25 or more year wait to get a decision on whether or not they qualify for a disability from the VA. There's a senator who has been on this for years named Johnny Isaacson, and he is a lone voice in the U.S. Congress trying to be our nation's conscience to get these wonderful, brave patriotic men and women get them the care that they should have and the problem according to the VA is that they have a design flaw in the appeal process that kicks things out for as little as a punctuation error in a submission or a report reviewing somebody's disability Where's the heart? You know, this isn't on some faceless bureaucrat. This is about you and me. And that we, busy with our own lives, need to stand up and be heard, not just by thanking a veteran for his or her service, but make a noise with those who we trust with our votes and the positions they hold in our Congress. And I can tell you, for, for one, I have the opportunity more than most people do of interacting with these politicians. And I will tell you every time I will bring up that this is a national disgrace and we need to take care of these men and women. I am just absolutely heartbroken about the problems that have gone on doesn't matter if a Democrat's in the White House or Republicans in the White House. This has gone on for decades, 
that we neglect our veterans. Enough's enough. Now, Joel, on that note, I think we have time for maybe one Ask Clark here. Yeah, let's do it, Clark. Christine wrote in. She says, I'm curious, why don't you ever mention the possibility of taking loans out against a life insurance policy? There are certain situations that's a very smart strategy, particularly with older life insurance policies, where you may be able to borrow funds from it at an interest rate of 3 4 5%. That is a very viable idea as a way to come up with funds that will deal with a current issue without any tax implications. Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and stretching that wallet. Clark.com is our main website, and ClarkDeals.com, I'm so proud of our team working on Clark Deals as they go through all the sales and try to ferret out What's a non-sale from a real sale? And we're going to keep you up to date as you spend these next, oh, what is it, five and a half weeks out there in the shopping wars so you know when something is actually pleasing to your wallet versus not. Now, let's talk about something that's pleasing to your wallet. If you don't like sports... And I don't understand that. I'm shocked like the Super Bowl, the biggest watched event each year in the United States. More than half of Americans don't even watch a minute of it. You actually think there's something more useful to do with your time than watch football. I don't get it. But if you were one of those people, I want you to know about Philo. P-H-I-L-O dot com. I told you that it was supposedly on the way back in summer. Well, now it's here. $16 a month or $20 a month, depending on which program package you want, for pay TV with a bunch of channels, not like $4 million, but the one package is 37 channels, the other is 46. The average person watches perhaps eight channels total over a month on a pay TV system. Just got to hope that the 37 or 46 covers those eight that you watch. But when you compare that to the typical pay TV bundle from satellite cable or phone company, a hundred or so dollars a month, just over a hundred dollars a month, to be able to do so as a replacement at sixteen or twenty, running through a Roku, watching on your tablet, your laptop, your Android, your iPhone, and three different people can be watching stuff at once. You have a DVR, essentially a electronic DVR, where you can watch your channels on your schedule as you wish. The flexibility, the versatility of this stuff is really great. For me, obviously, this wouldn't work because I don't have football on this and football is my life. But a lot of people, that's not the case. And so for you, why in the world 
Should you pay the Walt Disney Company massive amount of money for ESPN 1, 2, 3, ESPN News, ESPN U, ESPN whatever else, including the Ocho where you can watch dodgeball, whatever it is. Why should you pay for all that sports stuff if you don't care about it? Precisely. Steve is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Steve. How you doing today, Clark? Doing great, thank you. Steve, you're trying to help out your daughter. Tell me about that. Well, I just got some extra money from my RMD TSP, and my daughter's got her student loans down from 28000 to 14000 and I want to know, can I pay it off for her, and it won't be any tax to me or her. I can give her 14000 And that's the federal limit, so you actually can give any other person, doesn't even have to be a relative, $14,000 in a year, and no tax issue for you, no tax issue for her, and she can be student loan debt-free. And I love what you've done. She's paid the interest plus half the balance, and you're saying, hey, I can afford it, I'm going to pay off the other half. Right. Love that. Do I give her a personal check or what? What way do I give her? You can do it however you want. You can peel out $14,001 bills. You can give her a check. You can do it any way you wish. And she owes no taxes on it, and I can take it off my income at the end of this year. Well, there's there's no tax deduction for you. You get no tax benefit. You have no tax harm. And she has no tax benefit or harm. Well, that sounds good, Clark. And by the way, congratulations to you that in your thrift savings plan, you save money over the years. This thrift savings plan, as you may have heard me say, is the best retirement plan any of us have in the country. And that you have an RMD big enough that you got the kind of money that you can pay off her student loan debt. That's awesome. Yeah, I got this RMD money, went into my low-interest checking, so it's not doing anything sitting in my checking, so I'm going to give it her to pay her debt off. Well, that is great. Could you be giving her a better Christmas gift? Yeah, that's what I want to do it for, to give it to her for Christmas. I love that. Wow. Gary's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Gary. Hi. How are you, Clark? Great. Thank you, Gary. You are a good brother. You're watching out for your sister. Tell me about that. Well, my sister um, is hearing impaired, so yes, she has communication issues and um, has been taken advantage of in the past more than once. I'm and, so sorry. Oh, yeah, thank you. I, I'm, she's handled it well. Um, I had no idea members. that I had no idea that con artists would target people that were hearing impaired, and that's new information. I wish I'd never had to hear. Yeah, it's pretty sad to hear. But uh, other family members have. Um, covered her costs in the past um, when she was overdrawn, and I've just been named power of attorney um, on some level. The old document dates back to the 90s, so I'm the third person listed. The other two are not able to. The other family members aren't able to um, look out for her. I was just wondering if you had some ideas as to how I could, beyond limiting drafts from her debit card to um, limiting ATM withdrawals, um, I've talked with the people at the credit union and at another bank where she works at two, uh, with two different uh, institutions. 
I was wondering if you had any other thoughts on how to look out for her. Well, I would really like it if you got her to close one or the other of the accounts so you would be able more easily to oversee what's going on with her money. Okay. And, you know, my preference would be you close the bank account and that she has a credit union account. But whichever one would be better or more appropriate, because for you, you're taking on such a a wonderful responsibility to watch out for your sister, but you're taking on uh, some time here and some responsibility, and so make it as simple for yourself as possible. Thank you. Um, another thought was, is there some liability I have in the position as um, I'm watching over her, but um, I know um, in the past family members have covered if someone you know, has taken advantage of her or convinced her to take That's only because they choose to. You know, generally, when you were doing a power of attorney thing, you're doing it as, uh, as a helpful person. And if you cross a line where uh, there was money that was for her that you used, that would create potentially liability for you. That's the most common thing that happens is where someone... Um, is in a position where instead of being helpful, they end up hurting the person. But as long as you are just there to oversee and help, there's nothing really for you to worry about. Now, one thing to watch is any time you were doing anything as her power of attorney, let's say at a medical facility or anything like that, do not sign... For financial obligation okay. do not sign as an obligor at a bank or credit union never sign anything that gives you legal responsibility over an account each of the banks each of the credit union and the bank did actually ask me to do updated information which they called power of attorney or joint account good idea do not do joint account that creates the liability okay Thank you. Um, power of attorney, you want to read through thoroughly the agreement they want you to sign to make sure it doesn't create any acknowledgement of liability on your part for things that would occur with the account. Okay. But and, if it, and I was expecting you to say exactly what you said, that somebody would try that slimy thing of trying to get you to be a joint owner of an account, because right. then that does create full liability for you. Okay. And the final thought, maybe a credit freeze for her? Would that um, be something I could discuss with her? That would be a brilliant thing to do if she has trouble being careful or responsible with her money. Okay. And at some point, if it gets bad enough with her being taken advantage of or spending, then as a family, you may have to push for a more restricted life for her with money where she no longer has her own accounts. Okay. Very good. Thank you so much for all you do, Clark. All right. And and thank you for what you're doing for your sister. And Mark is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mark. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. How's it going with you? Uh, Things are going pretty well. So I just want to say thank you for uh, taking my call to begin with. Absolutely. Um, So I I guess I'll jump into my question. I... um, 
I currently uh, don't have any a debt, including like a mortgage. Uh, so not really building credit that way. Uh, just my wife and I uh, put all of our expenses on our credit card every month. And uh, we do that to, to build up uh, kind of reward dollars. Um, you know, we have a limit uh, of about 15000 is is the max. And uh, we probably rack up about three to five a month. Um, I'm just curious from a credit score kind of standpoint, should I, should I look at having that limit raised? Because I know it's, it's a bad thing if I use uh, up a lot of my, my credit that I have. Yeah, and you're in the danger zone once you go past 30%, which would be a balance of 4500 in a month. Even if you pay the balance in full, the way you're okay. graded is based on what your balance was on your closing date not the fact that you pay it during your grace period to zero. So okay. am I to understand you and your wife only have a single credit card? Yes, that's correct. All right, that's a problem. What I'd like you to do is go a couple of months where you get that balance down on that $15,000 balance card and try to keep it below... Um. 3000 which would get you a utilization ratio of 20%. Okay. And during that time, and you need to do that for two months, and one of the tricks you can do, if you're charging everything to a card in order to earn as many points as you can reward-wise, mm-hmm. you can go online, know what your closing date is on your statement, and pay the bill before the closing date. Okay. And then an entirely different amount is reported to the credit bureaus. Okay. And that will give a hyper boost to your score. Then you get to where you know your score has moved up quite a bit. Apply for a second card. From uh, like from a different company. Different company. Okay. So it can even be. Um, what do you have now? Visa, Mastercard, American Express, Discover. What do you have? It's a, it's a MasterCard. We, we have one that gives us cash back. Okay. So you can, it can even be a MasterCard. It can be any form of issue just as long as it's from a different financial institution. Okay. When you get that second card, also during that time period before that second card is reported, contact the financial institution for that MasterCard of yours and request a credit limit increase. Okay. They're not going to give you one when you have a utilization as high as 5000 against the 15 but you get it down to 3 or below you're likely to get that approval for a credit limit increase okay got it well that's great and i always cool. want you and anyone else to always follow my noah's ark rule you always want to have two major credit cards that way okay. especially if one of them decides they don't like you anymore You're not without credit. You still have the other card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, 
giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Brian's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Brian. Hey there. Brian, you are in our Clark Hall of Fame for driving a car that is how old? 17 years old. 17. You know? Do you know how many years it takes to get in the Clark Car Hall of Fame? I'd say at least 10. 15. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> see, 10 is what I really want people to strive for. The average car in the United States now over 11 years old. But wow. you start hitting 15. I mean, that's a teenager. And we know how teenagers can be. Yes. And so if you get a car into the teen years and you endure with that, you make Hall of Fame status. <laughs> well, thank you. So 17 years old, what do you have that's worked for you for 17 model years? Um, I actually have a Toyota Tundra. Huh. And does it still seem like it's going to run for you for a while longer? Yeah, yeah. I actually, my grandpa, he bought the truck about seven years ago and owned it for about five. And then I bought it off of him when he bought a new truck. And uh, so it's always a goal of mine to own a truck that he's once owned. And uh, now the truck is 17. Next year will be 18. That's very impressive. How can I be of service to you with that truck? Well, I'm trying to, to decide if I should still have the full coverage and insurance on this truck. Almost um, certainly or, not. I mean, the odds are very heavy that all you want is liability. Okay. Because even though it's still working fine for you and still maybe has years to run, at this point as a 17-year-old vehicle, the value that, would have, uh, that an insurer would assign to it is low enough that you're best off just being your own insurance company. And if it does end up in an accident or whatever, you got nothing to show. I mean, that's it. But if you're in an accident, it's your fault. You have the liability coverage to protect you. Okay. So I'm just curious. Any idea what a 17-year-old Tundra would be worth? Um, when I've looked it up online for a private sale, it will range between five and se- and seven grand. No, it won't. Um, yeah, yeah. Seventeen years old. Yes, and I think it's because because of the brand, the miles are low enough. It has a. Well, then I got to tell you, well, the answer I gave you is not necessarily accurate. I wasn't thinking it would be worth anywhere more than maybe a thousand dollars or so. If it's really worth five to seven thousand, that's what your insurer would think it was worth. Then you might consider continuing to have full coverage. I'm shocked. You're listening to the Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning into the Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals. We got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet. And they're on a variety of consumer items. 
Check out ClarkDeals.com 